I'd like to yeah. go for immediately debates. I'd like to debate them now because we should debate. We should debate for the good of the country. Donald Trump is ready to debate you right now. Do you accept? <laughs> 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 what do you think of him? Will you debate him? I'd want to debate me too. You got nothing else to do. <laughs> President Biden responding to reporters there in Las Vegas, learning in real time. You've done that before. Yelled questions to presidents who are wondering what. Uh, that was Biden's response, sort of making jest of all of this, if they would actually debate now. Yeah, piece of advice. Be a pool reporter when he's stopping for food, ice cream, or I think that was no bubble tea. Uh, he's more willing boba tea. Uh, he's willing, I don't know these fancy things. He talks. <laughs> he tends to answer yeah. questions when he's in front of the reporters. Uh, Trump's challenge, of course, comes despite the fact he dodged every single Republican presidential debate over the past year. In fact, he could debate Nikki Haley right now if he's so determined to debate, and the RNC is already withdrawn from the Commission on Presidential Debates. That move widely seen as a way to get Trump out of having to take the debate stage in 2024. So Leah Mosin, Lee Carter, and Errol Lewis are back with us right now. I think I'm in the minority on our team in that I am convinced there will be debates, and I don't see anywhere there is not. Am I wrong? Look, since 2016, everything that we're convinced of, we need to throw out. Yeah, that's a fair point. Maybe it'll happen. It'll happen for different <laughs> reasons than it used to. What's interesting, though, is that President Joe Biden said no to the traditional 60 Minutes interview before the Super Bowl. And to me, him saying no to something that he's expected to do, a serious interview, he can really get his message out to an audience just sitting, waiting for him, waiting for his message, is telling. Is it because he can't handle it? And he just did that interview with Scott Pelley less than a year ago for 60 Minutes. Do you have any sense of why no on this one at such a crucial moment? I have no idea. I mean, just look at that clip that we just saw. If he is not able to follow the questions, if his staff is worried that he can connect the dots and find the word that he's looking for, that's a problem. I mean, I think my question to, to that point is, Given the fact that those are issues that show up in poll after poll after poll, age is something that shows up in poll after poll after poll, if you don't debate, doesn't that just exacerbate that problem? Absolutely. I mean, the narrative is already there. And so right. the only way to counterbalance the narrative is to, to prove it wrong. And if he can't do that, everything, I mean, everything that he does is going to be interpreted negatively until he shows up and proves otherwise. And so I think it's a, it's a big mistake for him not to do the interview in the Super Bowl. I think last year he also elected not to do the interview of the Super Bowl. That was different circumstances. I think then he was saying it was political opposition. He didn't want to go onto Fox News, et cetera. It was, like it's a different it was a different network. Yeah. But this one, he should be able to. And it is a very critical time for this country. It's a critical time for the election. But there's so much going on, so much uncertainty. People are feeling so negative. This is the moment that he could really stand up and stand apart. Um, I'm not surprised by his response about Donald Trump and the debate. I don't blame him for that at all. Oh, that was but actually kind of funny. I, I thought it was great. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think he should. He should address the I, think, I think, look, the strategy that the White House is very likely going to follow is going to be about um, hitting individual markets rather than trying to talk to the whole world all at once, which is what you'll have in a debate or a 60-minute interview during the Super Good Bowl. Good for local news reporters. Great for local news reporters. I mean, because he cares about what they're seeing, you know, yeah. uh, in the market in Phoenix and in Madison and in Pittsburgh and so forth. And he, as president, can show up, cut ribbons, you know, open a new road, talk about the things that he's done, show up with all of the, the local officials that support him in that area. It's a much more efficient and targeted way of doing things rather than a sort of a high risk, 
uh, kind of performance to try and, you know, amuse people in Los Angeles who are already going to uh, vote for him. Not, not a great idea. Let's talk about number two on the ticket and how much that matters. Um, Nikki Haley, Trump have used the number two in the White House right now, Kamala Harris, as a way to say, don't vote for Biden. That's their view. Trump was asked about it over the weekend uh, by Maria Bartiromo in terms of where he is on a VP pick. Listen to this. Who is your running mate? Well, I have a lot of good people. We have a lot of really good people. So you haven't decided who it is? I have a lot of good ideas, but I haven't. You know, I called Tim Scott this, so because a lot of people like Tim Scott. I called him and I said, you're a much better candidate that for me than you are for yourself. Christy Nome has been incredible fighting for me. She said, I'd never run against him because I can't beat him. That was a very nice thing to say. Kellyanne Conway, who obviously was crucial to his first win, uh, posted a bunch of stuff. One of the things that, that she said is, I would suggest you choose a person of color as his running mate. She also said any list would include Mr. Rubio, Mr. Scott, talking about the senators, Representative Byron Donald of Florida, in parentheses, a TV firebrand, and perhaps Representative Wesley Hunt of Texas, Dr. Ben Carson, Vivek Ramaswamy, she went on. Um, what are your thoughts, Saleh, on what he does here, and how much it matters or doesn't for his ticket? I don't think it matters. This is, this is one president versus another president. This is just about the presidents. I think the number two, who votes on number two? Who remembers the number two from 20 years ago? We also yeah, have I think older Donald candidates different, now, too. Though. Okay. I do think, with Donald Trump, in 2016, a lot of people thought, oh, I can't do it. And then he had the perfect counterbalance in that moment, which was Mike Pence. Right now, he's, he's running away with the Republican primary, but when he gets to the general election, he's going to have some trouble. So to have somebody who might just give him a few more votes, because it's really got to be about addition at this point. He's got to get some more people who would give him the benefit of the doubt. If his number two is someone who seems more reasonable, who gives him uh, some, some, some benefit on the abortion conversation, gives him some benefit on some of the other issues, gives him some more moderates, or gives him some more true conservatives who are never Trumpers, I think it could really help him ultimately. Oh, that's right. I, look, ideally, it would be Nikki Haley, right? I mean, yeah. a, a suburban woman who's a woman of color, who's going to college-educated voter. that ship has sailed, <laughs> well, no, I, You never know. Or sunk, right? But, but somebody like her, or somebody who uh, does some of the same things. So I think you're exactly right. If, he, if they don't do something, because this is sort of an existential problem for the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. If they don't bring in new constituencies, they are doomed to failure. They, this is the 20th anniversary of the last time the Republicans won the popular vote in the race for president. Um, and it's, it's, you know, the numbers are going in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to have to figure this out. It's not just a Donald Trump question. It's really a sort of a larger question for the Republican Party. On um, that note, yeah, you, quickly, you do this. John Edwards and Dick Cheney. Okay. The number it took two is you for... a minute. It took you a minute. No, I, I waited for other thinking. people to talk. I saw you it did not take a minute. Um, before we go, I have a special treat. Uh, take a look at this, guys. Uh, Lee Carter wore some very special shoes. Let's <laughs> let's uncross your legs so everyone can see what. Tell us about your shoes. Well, we've got a, a donkey and an elephant. We've got the right and the left, but they're on the opposite feet because... I appreciate because... that they are going the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, they're going the <laughs> yes. wrong way. Exactly. <laughs> Which seems appropriate in this moment. Is everything. I needed yeah. that this morning. Soleil Errol Lee, thank you very much.